everybody, welcome back to the Willow Tree Online, uh, where we talk about living a good life, even in spite of the storms and the hard things that you experience. And we do that by living out our values in our heart, health, and home. And today's episode uh, is part two of the last episode, which was all about Tourette's. So I have Tourette's syndrome. I am Stephen, your co-host. I'm also joined, as always, by my beautiful, tired co-host today. <laughs> Christina. We said that on the last episode, too. Did we? Oh. We're just in a little bit of a intense family season. It's Beckett's fault. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's making us tired, y'all. He's just Send going help. through a thing. It's Send okay. help. Um, yeah, so uh, we started the conversation last week and talking about you know my diagnosis, what Tourette's is my kind of early experience with it, and then uh, realized there was a lot to talk about, and so we're doing a part two. And so that is this one. Um, and this part two is kind of bringing us up to date, um, kind of a current, like, okay, well, what does Tourette's look like now as an adult? What has it looked like in my adult life? And what have I learned from it? And how does it impact us and our marriage and our rhythms and our day-to-day life? Um, what are the, the ripples, the ripple effects of it kind of in our, in our current life. So, um, we're going to talk about all that today and Christine is going to be kind of interviewing me interview style. And, uh, but before we get into that, we're going to jump into our three highlights of the day, which we always try to start with. Um, if you were here at our house, uh, having dinner with us, this is what we would ask you because mm-hmm. this is what we do every day. So, uh, Christina, what are your three highlights of today. Okay. Today I went to Target with Bucket and I ran into one of our neighbors and that was so unexpected and fun. Target's like 12 minutes from here. So, um, it was a neighbor that I've only seen like twice when we go on walks Yeah, they're and not stuff. like an immediate neighbor. There are a couple, a couple, uh, yeah. streets down, yeah. I guess. So it was just like so fun and we just got to chat and I felt like I got to know her a little better and we had shared experience in the decor section. So it was just like lovely <laughs> to run into her. We're all good, good, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. All, all, all good places Good bond. things happen. Yeah. yeah. We're all the Magnolia all the section happens. of Target. <laughs> all the bonding happens. So that was just really lovely. And then the weather this morning, we're down in the low. Our lows are in the 50s now. Our highs are like in the 80s still. But so in the mornings when we go for our walk, it's just like the ground is chilly. It just feels so, so nice. good. It's so refreshing. Um, and then the last one was tonight. I was just feeling extra like worn out after dinner and so Steven took Beckett outside and they played on Beckett's slide and I made a batch of cookies inside and it was just a highlight of my day because like they were so happy I could hear Beckett giggling and I just was inside doing something that felt therapeutic which was a little baking so that was a highlight nice what about you get some of that that alone that Mm -hmm. alone time yeah, it's tough when you don't have any time to yourself or any space for yourself. Like you've been kind of going all day, yeah, <laughs> and it's so helpful yeah, glad we could do that. Um, yeah, mine. I'm also gonna talk about the cooler weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're still we're still Phoenix kids at heart. We're still desert kids where we feel cool weather. And it's like, what is this? Wow, mm, it's exciting! It's exciting, and it's it's only September, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, but it's just been so good. This summer especially was felt really, really awful. It was so hot and muggy. Oh. And like it was too hot to be outside during the day. And then the mosquitoes ate us up when it was cool <laughs> at night. And it was just like, ah, get make this done. And uh, and it's, it's finishing. It's ending uh, finally. So the weather has broken, it seems. So we're, we're ready for that. But fully recognizing that in the middle of winter, we're going to be really excited f- to feel the warmth of the sun again. So we're not wishing for it to go faster necessarily. We're just really glad the cooler <laughs> weather's here. Um, and then a second one was I had a friend of mine randomly FaceTime me today, which was really sweet and really fun. And we've texted back and forth like sporadically over the last couple of weeks. 
And it's always like, hey, sorry, I haven't responded. Like, things have been crazy. And then, like, two weeks go by. And then the other one responds. And it was just so fun. She was like, I have a couple minutes right now. I'm just going to try to FaceTime Steven. And I was like, I only have a couple minutes, but I'm going to hit accept. And it was just, it's one of those things. It's like a pattern interrupt Mm -hmm. where you go, why haven't we done this? Like, Mm -hmm. why haven't we just talked on the phone? You know, we keep like, I don't know. It's just funny. Schedule it. Yeah. We just kind of get stuck. And I think our culture is more in that place now where it's like, don't call me. But at the same time, it's like, no, you can just, just talk and say, Hey, I was thinking about you. Wanted to say, Hey, how are you doing? What's up? All right. Got to go. Bye. And like, that's it. You know, that's what we all used to do. So Anyway, that was really fun. And I remember nice as a kid break. being so excited when the phone would ring. Me and my siblings would like race, to like who got to answer it. I was terrified when the phone rang. I like, like I, I had, loved it. I would have like a full blown panic Which is attack ironic. if my dad asked me to to answer the phone. I I have actually have a clear memory from when I was in like junior high. And my dad said, "Hey, like you answer the phone." And I was like, "No, I'm not. What am I? No, I'm not going to answer the phone." I just froze. I because I it was. Panic. Which is ironic because now you don't mind answering phone calls. If I would have gotten a random FaceTime call in the middle of my day, I would have been like so stressed and probably denied it. Yeah. But not like stressed. I don't know. I just, I, uh, it just freaks yeah, me out. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it freaks you out. But we would also, yeah. like the era of like landline and mailboxes, right? So like me and my siblings would trade off like doing a new recording for the voicemail do you guys have that so my mom i remember sitting down and my mom being like okay this is what you're gonna say and it was hi you've reached the vote family please leave a message and i would practice hi you've reached the vote family please leave a message anyways i thought that that was the peak of existence that i was the one on the recording so great anyways we digress yes what was your third my third highlight was basically the same yours was while um you know, I had Beckett outside and mine was being with Beckett outside. He went down the slide again and again and again and again and again. And it was really sweet. All the while yelling again, again. It was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, which was really fun. And then uh, the way that the, we're pretty close to the airport. And so at random times throughout the day and week, all of a sudden, all the planes are routed right over our house. It's today. Uh, and that was while we were out there. So it was, it would go again and again, plane, <laughs> airplane. And like, yep, there's another one. There were like probably eight airplanes in the span he of He never few stopped minutes. talking. I was like in here yeah, well, he was babbling. Bab- babbling. I mean, he wasn't really talking. It yeah. never stopped. Yeah, super fun. But it was just fun to just sit out there with him with no agenda other than going down the slide a bunch of times. So yeah, really, really good. So those are our three highlights. What are yours? Even if it's just one, we encourage you to pause and take a second to reflect. And if you are at the beginning of your day, you have a highlight that isn't going to, you don't even know what's going to happen for the day. You don't know what highlights you're going to have, just that you're going to have them. And that's an exciting thought. So, all right, let's move into the core content. It is now time to hand the reins over to Christina. Okay. interview me all right so last time was like part one and it was basically steven's like childhood high school junior high so today we're just going to talk for a little bit about what does life look like now like did he pursue any medical treatment and then what's his experience like day to day and how does it kind of live in our i don't know like i was it. I don't like the word, like, how does it, like, impact our marriage? Because that, I don't know, that feels, like, negative or yeah, something. Yeah, it has a negative I couldn't figure out the word for it, but just, like... How does it affect our marriage? Yeah, yeah. how is it a part of our, our life? Anyways, and I'm really excited to hear more about this because when you live with someone, it's just all normal, you know? And sometimes you forget about, like, what their actual daily experience is. Yeah. So this feels really cool for me to get to, like, talk, and like, or not talk ask you these questions and yeah, listen. So definitely. first question is, um, a lot of people have asked and have asked us if you 
per, like if you take medication for Tourette's or what you do to help you manage it. Obviously, it's very different for everyone. We're not yeah. pro-medication, anti-medication, anything like that. This yeah. is just what works for Steven. So yeah. what are some of the things, um, the tools that have helped you throughout your adult life manage it? Yeah, so... I, um, yeah, and this is a good time, like to throw out a disclaimer. We are not medical professionals. We are not doctors. We're not neurologists. And so if you, uh, this is not medical advice, <laughs> basically, this is my experience. Um, and, uh, so for me, my, I, I, I'm, I was in a unique position where, I mean, most people that I talked to who also have Tourette's did not have the experience I did, which is, it was, for me, it was caught when I was a kid. It was caught very early. And most people, and not just caught, but I, I had, I got help. I had resources and like very motivated to figure out, you know, how to deal with this. So I grew up knowing what it was, how to talk about it. I was in a supportive environment all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people don't with Tourette's don't have that, or it's so severe that their life looks totally different. Mm -hmm. Like they have no choice, but to be on medication mm -hmm. and you can even go other treatment options go so far as like, it's like a, a, a deep brain implant, a deep neural implant to that, like soothes that part of the brain. It sends out signals to soothe that part of the brain because they're so intense that they're, that they can't function. So like you can go no medication to brain implant. It's really a, a wide spectrum of options. So when I was growing up, well, the reason I say that is that I was not the person in charge of my care. I was mm. a child. So my parents were the decision makers for me and the kind of care I received. Mm. And they were, especially my mom, they were very, I don't think they were like, anti-medication it was just let's not go straight to that you know and i think at the time it would it have been things like uh, like ritalin or kind of adhd type stuff and there are some other options I, but i don't even honestly i don't even know what the options are for medication for tourette's because it's never been a part of my my experience i've never used medication um and that is, you know, I have heard from a lot of people, especially with the ADHD side, like they get on, especially more currently, they get on some medication and it really helps them. So um, if that's something that I would be interested in learning more about just for the sake of knowing more about it. But I don't feel that my, for me, I don't feel that my case and my day-to-day -day experience really warrants needing to to get on medication. Well, but you do have a lot of tools in your toolbox. Like, what I are do. some of the supplements you take? Yeah, yeah. So, so we didn't do medication. And so what we did was, I mentioned the Handle Institute last time. So that was um, behavioral, like, therapy, basically. Um, so I would do things. I would learn how to kind of transpose a tick and turn it into something else. Um, so my puppy whining sound would become like a, more of like a wheezing sound. And that was a little more quiet. It was a little more subtle and it satisfied whatever my brain was wanting, but, um, but it wasn't as publicly, uh, intrusive, I guess it, it wasn't as, as, uh, as disruptive. And so, um, so a lot of those types of things. And then uh, we knew food was important early on. Uh, my mom was really on that. I remember before, <laughs> before SATs or before standardized testing or so, some thing where I needed to be focused, I would have my brain food, which was like raisins and grapes and like nuts and healthy fats and things like that. So like I had my brain food snack bag, um, but yeah, that was always that was always a part of it. I've never been a caffeine guy. I drink soda up until college. I don't ah, since college. It gives me really bad acid, so I just stopped. <laughs> but um, but caffeine is generally a no go. I don't have caffeinated coffee that often, if ever. Um, so definitely some like nutrition and things like that. And then there's some supplements that we found that have really helped. 
the biggest one that I've noticed is one called CalMag, calcium, mm-hmm. magnesium, and like a little horse pill mm-hmm. um, type thing. And that, when I'm taking that and then I, and then like if I miss it or if I forget it, I can feel like the next mm-hmm. day it's, I, I, there's a couple of things that happen. Like I have trouble with my thoughts. I have to think really hard about what I'm saying. I'll lose my train of thought. It's really hard for me to focus. And I can even say like, oh, I forgot to take my CalMag today mm-hmm. <laughs> or yesterday. And uh, like that's had a big impact. Yeah. And it's me. mostly the magnesium. The calcium helps the magnesium be absorbed. But we just switched to a supplement that's, I did some more research a little while ago and found yeah. that like right now studies have come out that the most impactful things for Tourette's and ADHD, which is part of it, is... Um, magnesium and vitamin b6 and so you just started a supplement I just switched like a couple days magnesium ago. and b6 um which is interesting and like we get a lot of calcium in our diet anyways yeah. like with all the greens and everything that you eat but that'll be interesting to see how that impacts you too yeah and then omegas are a big one too to help with like brain health and i mean Omegas are good for everybody, but it helps yeah. the inflammation in your brain to go down a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those are those are kind of the staples. Yep. For sure. Yeah. In terms of like practical things, the the biggest like in my recent adult life, the because I I had been pretty much status quo maintaining everything kind of was the same until we moved to Boston. And I took this uh, year-long yeah. acting class. This doesn't really fall into treatment necessarily, but... That's how you manage. It was... I did this year-long acting training program um, in a acting technique called... Or discipline called um, the Michael Chekhov technique. And if you hear about like method actors, there it's kind of like method. And then Chekhov is kind of the other big one. And... It's all about physical awareness, just to like super, super summarize it. It's all about being very aware of your body, very aware of what's happening with the feeling that you've got going on and then using your imagination to bring about physical change to, you know, act or perform in the way that you want to perform. And, but the, the process of doing that, it was, it was just... I didn't realize, I mean, what I learned through that was that I was completely disconnected from my body Mm. and which makes sense if from the third grade, it was like, Hey, your body does things that aren't okay to do in public. So you need to Mm. turn that off. You know, you need to suppress that. You need to dissociate from that. You need to keep that from happening like that was my experience all growing up. So in some ways I do have an aware, I did have an awareness in my body, but in other ways, in terms of just being, it's like I dealt with it by just like severing the connection from my neck down, you know? And so this acting class, it's like I was learning these new skills of, you know, they would say things like, as we're as we're performing or as we're doing an action, it would, we'd do like, okay, now pause. What does your what does the back of your head feel like right now? What what does the gap between your big and second toe feel like on your right foot right now? Like, how much space is there between your knees right now? Like, it was just this bizarre. Like, what is? It? I don't even know. This feels like another language, and but it was just all physical awareness and. And it, it was, um, I mean, it was absolutely life-changing for me um, just to develop that level of mind-body connection um, because what it, what it actually tangibly brought me was this new level of, I, I guess, I don't know, I've, I feel like you experienced the change in me, but like I was able to and I am able to still like focus. I'm able to identify when I'm out a little bit more and I like what I need to do to get back in. 
Um, if that's interesting you say that, it's been so long that I have forgotten about I mean, about yeah, that. I should say that was almost, I mean, what, that was eight years ago now. So. Yeah, but I I do remember that was pivotal. It was so pivotal that I wrote your instructor. Yeah, do you remember yeah, yeah. That? Mm-hmm. I mean, with your permission. But I just remember writing him and being like, your program literally changed our life. Like, I felt like I had Steven back or... Yeah. Not like back, but it was just this like new, this is a bigger, deeper version of him or or more true self. I don't know. It was just, he was present again. And I forgot about that because Mm -hmm. it became, I mean, with a lot of things, it's like you're in and then you're out, you know, but Mm -hmm. it really impacted your life to the point of like, even now it's, it's a part of your Mm -hmm. rhythms and rituals. And what are some of like the other things that you like carryovers even from that, that like you do now that still helps you on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I think, um, one practice we would do, it's basically a yoga practice. You'd go and lay in Savasana, which is where you just lay down on the floor. And the goal is like, you have your, you know, your, your hands on the floor, your head on the floor, you're flat on there. If you're in a dark room, it's even better. But the goal is to, is to completely relax every single part of you, um, from your, your face and your eyes and your mouth to your arms and your legs and your stomach, like just to let everything go. That was a, that we spent the first probably two or three months of the acting program doing that for like an hour each, each session. We would, we would just focus on relaxing. Um, that was a huge, huge, huge thing that he kept hammering home. And so I, I would say that's something that I still, it's still, I'm very, conscious of it to the point where it's I mean not that I'm actually conscious of it I just I do it all the time where I'm constantly checking in and like where's their tension relax the tension where's their tension relax the tension and just doing that really helps me stay um, aware and present and all of that stuff Um, yeah I think that that's probably I mean doing that kind of like savasana type practice doing the relaxation scan regularly and and it's weird it's like it i just i i move through the world in a different way now you know it's hard to say like i used to do this and now i do this it's like i it's like it changed your lifestyle yeah almost it changed like how i literally like operate and show up and move through the world and it, it, if I could quantify it, it brought stillness to my mind and my body together. And as an adult with Tourette's, the, the main thing for me is that I, like my mind feels really chaotic most of the time. Um, it feels there, there is so much happening in my mind. It's so hard for me to pin things down. Um, like where some people can look at, they, they have their life and it's all nice, neat little rows and they can quickly access it and see everything. I feel like I have a bunch of angry hornets, like thoughts are angry hornets flying around my head. Like they're really hard to pin down. Um, as soon as I feel like I have one, another one comes and it's like, it's really messy and chaotic. So anything that brings stillness or brings a level of calm to me um is really helpful what's interesting about that too just as you're talking i'm thinking you know we always talk about like things are universal like suffering is universal and like even like hearing your story and your experience with threats i'm sure so many people myself included we can we don't threats but we can relate to that feeling of like mental overwhelm and all the things that you listed for like that are helpful for you and a couple other ones if I can like say things that I've observed too, are yeah, yeah. Um, you go for walks. Like if you feel overwhelmed, you go for walks or working out every morning is really helpful for you to like get going in a clear mindset, like going hard, like doing 
specific workouts. Um, and then taking warm showers. Like if you're feeling really off and I'm like, <laughs> have you showered today? Like if you just go take a shower, you feel so much better. I'm like a new person. But like all of those <laughs> things, the, the anchor in all of those things is actually like nervous system regulation because yeah. with Tourette's, if your brain is constantly overwhelmed and misfiring and I don't know if misfiring is right the way, but you know, things are happening all the time. It's so overwhelming for your nervous system. So the things that help you will help anybody who have dysregulated nervous system, which like I have that because of POTS, but technically I would say any human living in society right now has an overwhelmed nervous system. So yeah. it's just kind of interesting thinking about that. Yeah. Like these different things that you do because you've chosen like lifestyle route, they help you, but they, they're also the things that would help anybody who yeah. is feeling dysregulated. Even with the CalMag, magnesium is a supplement that, or it's a, a thing that's like we need in our bodies, but when we're experiencing stress, we burn through magnesium really fast. So supplementing with it can be really helpful mm -hmm. because magnesium creates like a calming effect in our bodies. And so if you are experiencing a lot of like overwhelm or dysregulation or just stress in your life or for Steven neurological distress, um, it's really important to supplement with magnesium and that's yeah. why because it's helping calm your nervous system so i was just thinking about how like all the things you mentioned are they're all nervous system regulators even yeah. going for a walk you're doing left right left right that's mm -hmm. stimulating the bilaterals in your body yeah. it's helping your nervous system so it's really just yeah. like a practice of for all of us, I feel like there's this common theme yeah. of how can we regulate in a world that, in a way, we're walking out the door into angry hornets every day. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. how it feels. Yeah, for sure. You said a couple of things that triggered some thoughts for mm -hmm. me. I had a session with a functional neurologist named Dr. Jerome Leba. And he is, uh, he just knows so much about the body and it was about something different. It was about the Enneagram and like personality, but I brought up Tourette's and he's like, Oh, you have Tourette's. Tell me about that. And like, cause he, and he knows all about Tourette's and he said something to me that has been really helpful, which is that, you know, our, everything our brains do, our brains and our bodies are doing is to try to help us. Mm. And so for some reason, my brain, when, when it's got a, when it's ticking and when it's wanting to do that, it's, tr it's trying to help me. And he said, you can think of it as just, it's like, you've got excess energy in your body that is not coming out. You're, you, for some reason, didn't learn to express that or you're, or, or not even that makes it sound like it's my fault. It's like my brain just didn't make that wiring connection for some reason. And so it doesn't know what to do with it. And so it just comes out as a tick because it's just this extra energy that's got to come out. A couple of things for me then that kind of piece that together. I'm a drummer. Um, I, I've, I've been a percussionist and drummer for most of my life. The last probably six years. I haven't done it as much just because life has taken a different turn and I've had to, you know, work on my career. So now I'm in marketing and all that stuff. So I, I haven't really played much, but, um, for most of my growing up as a kid and then through college and just after I was regularly playing drums and that's like the one place where I can be. And I don't even think about Tourette's and it goes away completely when I'm playing it's gone. And, and Dr. Jerome talked about that. He's like, yeah, I mean that the hand eye coordination, having to use your fingers and like, and then just the physical energy, the act of hitting something and like expending that it, it like satisfies that all that energy has somewhere to go now, mm. you know? And That's it's why rucking is so helpful for you too. Like you're exerting so much energy, I would think. And like your workouts with your sandbags and stuff. Well, the, that's the other thing for me. Yeah. is like, it's very physical, right? It's like, it's 
Tourette's, it's, it's a neurological disorder, but it, it comes out in the body, mm. right? It is a physical thing. So yeah, if I, you mentioned like working out, so going and doing rucking, which is basically just walking with weight on your back or doing, I do these like sandbag workouts where I'm throwing a 60 pound sandbag around and things like that. Like that type of energy release really, really helps, um, in a way that, you know, like yoga helps in a different way, but it's different than the, like, I am, I'm putting out a lot of energy right now. I'm kind of burning the fuel. I'm burning that extra fuel off in a, in a way, um, that extra energy off. So yeah, yeah. I would say those are, those are probably the most active, like day to day things. Um, yeah, I'd love to get back to playing drums again somehow, playing percussion again somehow. Yeah. Um, but uh, for now, that's not really a part of my day-to-day. So what do you feel like it's, like, what are some things that you feel like Tretz has taught you? Which is, like, such a big question. Mm. But um, some of the things that you've, like, learned about yourself or needs that you have now that you're like implementing in the structure of your day or like what are some lessons that you've learned about yourself or the Mm. world through some lessons I've learned. I mean, in general, I've had to spend a lot of energy and time learning how to manage myself just in every aspect. (laughs) So, uh, I feel like I'm generally a pretty grounded person pretty managed uh, well managed emotionally balanced grounded person and I have heard that from a lot of people as well that's kind of what they tell me their experience of me is as well Um, I think it gave me (laughs) it gave me a sense of humor because if you can't laugh about the fact that you randomly make a puppy dog sound, <laughs> then you're, you're in for a hard life. And so I think early on, I just learned to like laugh at it um, and, and just develop. And I was always, I was kind of the nerdy like kid anyway, where it's like beat them, win, win with words, you know, not muscle. So uh, when your mom uh, taught you that, when you would be out in public when Steven was like really little, he would make like noises and strangers would like, like look at him funny or say things in the grocery store. And they had, what was it? A secret? Like, was it a look she would give you or something? I think something? it was a look she would give me. Yeah. She would I like wink it. at him and it was like their little, like, like we have a secret. Like, they don't they know. Don't, they don't know, but it's our own thing. And, yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah. So there was never like shame wasn't introduced when it came to that. And I think that's, that's so big. Like, and that's something yeah. we are really like trying to instill in Beckett that our job is not to like shame, like introduce shame to his life in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And you're really good at that. Just like accepting other people for exactly how they are and who they are. And like, your empathy is just so big. I feel like that's part of it. Yeah. I I kind of on the same vein. And I think anybody who has anything along the lines of this, like you with pots, me with Tourette's, anybody, he's got something kind of out of the, like something atypical. Um, uh, you, you get really good. Well, I shouldn't say maybe you get good. It's just not taboo. I think some in culture, it's like, oh, we don't really talk about that thing, you know, or whatever. And it's, there's, there's, we feel like some topics are off limits or we get weird when somebody like has something and it's like, I don't really know how to deal with this. And I feel like for me, it's like, well, I have one of those things that feels other people feel weird to talk about. So I feel really comfortable talking to other people about whatever it is they might have going on. Like it's, it's very, and I'm very interested in it. I'm very open to that. And it's like people generally feel pretty safe talking about that kind of stuff with me where other, in other places it might feel like, Oh, we don't talk about that here or that feels taboo or weird to talk about or whatever. 
And, um, that's, I, I don't have that. I don't feel awkward basically is what I'm trying to say. I don't feel awkward talking about whatever thing you might have going on because I have a thing going on and a lot of other people probably have things going on that we don't know about and that's okay. Like we're all human, you know, we're all doing our thing. Yeah. Um, how does it impact your work? Like your day and your structure last episode, we talked about how it can be hard to like see the end goal and how to get there. Um, yeah, because of, well, yeah, I, I had to learn, I had to learn how to break things down. So for me, like I regularly am, I'm like relisting things and rehashing things out because my mind gets really, it just keeps going. And even if I've, sorry, just hit the mic. Even if I, even if I've already written it down yesterday, like I'm like you already wrote down everything for that project. It's like I can look at the list, but sometimes it's like if my brain is running, like I have to just like write it, write it all out again, just to like get, just to get it out, just to get it out again. And sometimes a new thought will come or whatever. But um, in general, I'm really energized by um, by talking with people. Um, and that's really easy for me. I don't feel like I have to prepare a lot if I have a client call or if I'm doing a coaching or something like that. Um, and so I will do those in the afternoon as much as I can, because when I'm tired, it's really hard. Detail goes out the window for me. So like if I'm doing technical work that needs precision or organization, Oh. Or anything like that, I try to do it in my first few hours of the day because I that's didn't know that. that's when I have that's when I'm freshest. That's when I have the most mental capacity. And then as I get more tired, it's like, all right, go do the thing. Like talk to people. I don't need to be like on like I don't need all my brain power to talk to people because oh, that's, that's so interesting. And that actually restores me. And then another funny thing I've noticed about me, I have no idea if this is related to Tourette's or not, but when I'm when I'm tired, like when I'm a little bit tired, I tend to do a lot better creative work, like writing. So a lot of what I do during the day is copywriting. I'm a copywriter. So like writing for advertising or marketing or digital things. And, um, and yeah, it's like in the morning, if I try to sit down and do that, my brain's going too fast. Yeah, and it's like, like your brain needs to slow down in order to... In the mode. Yeah, That's so like so interesting. sometimes some of the best stuff I've written has been like way too late at night. Wow. And I'm just, it's like before I'm going to bed at like nine or 10 and I'm sitting there like writing out an email. So details in the morning... Yeah, create, people in the afternoon, afternoon creativity, creativity at, the at night. At the, at the that's end. so interesting. Yeah, that's kind of the structure I've I've figured out. Yeah. Huh. Yep. That's um, interesting. Yeah, and then I I've also really figured out that uh, it's really good for me to get up regularly from the computer. Um, and that's something that's good for everybody. But I've I've noticed that for myself as well. If I can remember to, if I don't think about it, I tend to get really hyper-focused, which is really common for like ADHD and Tourette's people where we'll just get like super locked in on one thing and we'll just, it's like time, a time blindness, I think is the thing. And Mm. like, we just get like the world stops existing. And then like three hours later, it's like, I haven't moved from my hunched over (laughs) position. Um, so um, I, I try to build in breaks to like prevent that from happening too much. You know, I want to get into the zone for sure. Um, but I also going back to the physical awareness, you know, me sitting still lot, hunched over a desk, you know, my, my brain is saying, oh, we got to move, we got to move, we got to do something. So that's interesting. Yeah. How do you feel? This will be the last question, but how do you feel like it's, a part of the way we do things in our family or Mm. our rhythms, our marriage. Yeah. I think one thing, uh, I mean, we're, we're both, I wouldn't say that we're minimalists, but we are closer to that. (laughs) We're, We're on the minimalist spectrum. Um, cause for me, like, it's really hard for me to make decisions. My brain, I get really overwhelmed, right? My brain gets overwhelmed easily. So we 
tend to have less things, you know, and, um, I think just in general with our life where we tend towards, you know, soft, soothing, <laughs> low stimulation, simplicity, like that's it. Those are words that describe our lifestyle. It describes our home, our aesthetic, the types of clothes we Unless wear. Unless Beckett's losing it. Then Unless Beckett's losing not. it. And like, yeah, everybody's like, who's a parent is like, yeah, well, good luck with that. Um, but, um, and that's been a challenge. <laughs> that's been a challenge. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we were doing our own thing for eight years and then Beckett came along. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, it was and like, uh, we don't scream at the dinner table, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. not part of this. That ain't our vibe. That is not <laughs> on brand for the Hudson's. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but. Um, and then I think for us, too, like, we. Um, I think we communicate really well um you know i'd want to hear from you just about like how you feel like it's impacted our marriage over the years and and what that what that's like now yeah i feel like i mean even it's like you know tourette's is a part of it but also it's just everyone like you get to know your spouse and then you function a certain way because of your spouse so like yeah this is just in order i feel like to like honor Steven and like love him best. Like I've learned things that help him thrive. Yeah. He has threats. So like, that's a part of it, but, and he's done the same for me knowing what helps me thrive. So, I mean, some of this might be because of Tourette's has, has shaped you in a lot of ways. So that's helped me, or like the way that I love you, I think is impacted by that. But I think some of the things like I, I knew from the beginning that like you do not thrive in chaos and you don't always know how not to live in chaos though. No, that's absolutely true. Like I, I do best with structure, but I struggle to create that structure for myself. Yeah. So, but I need it. And I really thrive in structure and I really like to create structure. Yeah. Um, You're very good at creating structure (laughs) to fault. Sometimes I can be a little too structured, but that's a way that I think it impacts us. And like Steven will go out for a day. It's funny. Sometimes I wonder even like if you notice things and I think sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. But which is like everyone in marriage and there's things you do for me. But when he goes out to his coffee shop days, I'll always go into his office. He works at a coffee shop once a week. Um, I'll go into his office and I'll just tidy it up. Like I'll put all the books on the shelf and I'll like, you know, straighten everything or whatever and just create structure in our home. And like I tidy up the house a couple times a day so that like Beckett's toys aren't everywhere. I just like to keep a really tidy environment and part of that's for me but genuinely part of that is for mm-hmm. you I think the way that we do like decorate we both love like soothing colors mm-hmm. and really natural mm-hmm. things so I mean and you know of course Tretz is like a part of it because it, it it is part of you but in general we just enjoy that and so as a homemaker, I really enjoy like design and creating. And so I think we choose a lot of like more natural tones and and things. And that really helps you thrive. Like we talked last time you, you literally don't do well with bright colors. It was literally diagnosed that like bright bright colors colors trigger you. Trigger me, bright lights, bright colors. Yeah. That's a big deal. Writing things down has become a practice that I've had to do rather than just saying things like, Hey, would you do this? I don't do that anymore or when I do I always say hey I'm going to write this down as well but I'm just telling you this and so if there's ever a task that I would like Stephen to help me with I'll write it down on a piece of paper and I'll put it on his desk Um, that's something making sure things are written (sighs) I think just respecting too like respecting your need for like your own rhythms like if Steven ever goes into his office and lays down, I will never go in there and interrupt, you know, like, yeah. and this yeah, is just you like, know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. This is just like, com- like 
this just had a lot words are hard for me tonight but I think that's just a way to love you too but I'm really aware of your needs for like I know when you're overstimulated and I'll say like hey like if you need to take time tonight after dinner don't worry about it I'll take Beckett for his bath or whatever like I can really sense just like you can sense for me Mm. when your body or your mind is really overwhelming you because you start to become like a shell of yourself like I can see the fog in your eyes Mm -hmm. and so that's something that like I've learned to see and have a lot of grace for because if I just go oh my gosh you're doing it again or gosh you're so like frustrating tonight that's only gonna make it worse like a that's really rude but b like if i ever like push back against how you're feeling or ask more for you than you feel capable of giving it just only makes it worse because then you feel even more overwhelmed Mm. so i think communication and it's still something we grow in Mm -hmm. and then another thing is interrupting that's like a funny thing Mm. but this was something we have that intention sheet that we fill out every week that you all know about the port in the storm of life as steven calls it (laughs) um and like months ago on the question that said how can you love me how can i love you better this week steven had wrote um as best you can try not to interrupt me when i talk and i was like oh my goodness I do that. And I know I do that. Sometimes he'll be saying something and sometimes he's ticking and like his brain takes a little bit longer to get out of thought. And so I'll interrupt and I'll finish the thought because like, uh, sometimes I do know what you're going to say, but, or, or sometimes I don't. Well, or the thought like isn't finished, but you have something to say about what I've said so far. Yeah, so you're like, I'm Oh, commenting. there's a gap. And so I'll fill the, I'll respond to that thing. But it, it, it is, it derails, often, it derails me. It I takes, just did it. <laughs> it, no, no, I just did it too. Ah. It, it takes an inordinate amount of energy for me to, to string thoughts together, especially over spoken word, like talking. And it's, I have to focus sometimes and it's hard and it's, it's not that I can't do it. I do it very well. I'm pretty articulate. I'm a fairly well-spoken person, but I, if it, (laughs) if there's interruptions, uh, it, it's really jarring and it's really hard for me to like get get that back on yeah yeah and like when I talk with like my girlfriends we you know ping pong back and forth and we interrupt and then we're back on track and we're halfway through a sentence and then the other one comments and then we finish sentence and so I can be used to talking like that and with Steven in conversation that's something I'm really working on and I think I've gotten better at it yeah but I really have to be conscious of that because if there's a pause that's not a time for me to insert my comment. That's a time to like let the silence linger because he probably still has something else he wants to say and he'll get really frustrated if I interrupt and then he's like, okay, I don't even know what I was saying then. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I was just making a comment, you know? Yeah. So I think that's that's probably like the most thing that, I'm, yeah. that I've had to like really grow in. Yeah. And I, <laughs> the other thing too is that Sometimes like I have a point that I'm trying to make and I'm trying to like set it up to like get there. And this is like the writer in me, right? It's like, I can't just say the thing I have to give context for it and like set, you know, do the whole thing. And so some, this is just a, a growth point for me to just like get to the point. Cause sometimes you'll make a comment and I'm like, no, no, no. Like you don't, you haven't heard everything I'm going to say yet. Like wait for me to finish because like what I'm about to say, like, it's what you're about to say, you know, it's that kind of thing. So some of it is just me needing to (laughs) get to the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like there's probably like other things too, but those feel like the biggest things and your nutrition. I think that's something that a way that like I can really love you well through 
through, I mean, I'm the one who makes all of our meals and snacks. Like yeah. I, not that Steven's not capable, but that's just how it works out yeah, well in our the, family. The rhythm we've yeah. fallen into. And I will never say no to having a health coach make all my meals and <laughs> bring it on. But it does, it does impact. And I am like really aware of, yeah. of that and of your needs in terms of that. Yeah. But other than that, I think it's the biggest thing probably in our marriage is it's you having this rock in your backpack, <laughs> as we talked about last episode, and me having mine, and you, listener, having yours. I think just what it does for all of us if we let it is it just creates more empathy, and we we don't do well sometimes Steven lashes out or I lash out or we're not patient and we interrupt and Beckett's crying and I'm crying and it's (laughs) chaos. But what we've learned throughout like the trials in this way, I think is just having grace and being able to say that did not go well. I could have done better. I could have loved you better. I could have respected your needs better. And I think that's like a huge thing that we've both grown in over the last decade is just like grace for each other and being able to apologize for what we've done too. It used to be so hard and now it's pretty easy. I think for both of us to be like, Hey, I messed up. I shouldn't have interrupted you then. And rather than you be like, yeah, that was rude. And then it takes you like two days to forgive me. You're, really quick to forgive and just be like, yeah, let's do better next time. And then we just move on. Yeah. We've gotten a lot more good at that because we make a lot more good at that, but we make a lot of mistakes. And so it's helpful to have like our turnaround time for (laughs) forgiveness and grace has gotten pretty fast because we mess up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, if if you're thinking about how to incorporate some of this, yeah. you know, kind What's of the into, take your, away? into your life. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's having grace for yourself. Like you said, empathy for other people. There's that quote of like, be kind to everyone you meet because everyone is fighting a hard battle, you know, that you don't know about. And I found that to be really true. You think of how all the things you've experienced, all the hard stuff you've gone through, all the good things you've experienced and just the complexity of your life. And then realize that the person who just cut you off also has just as much complexity and they have their own stuff going on. Like, you know, we can all be a little kinder. Even kids, little Beckett, like he was having the hardest time today. He was so upset after his nap. He was literally out in your garden and he had like a picket thing or something. Mm. It was like relatively safe. And he was just crying and he wouldn't let me hold him. He wouldn't let me comfort him. He didn't even want a popsicle. He was just swinging this thing into the dirt. Like he was just so sad. And I was just sitting there observing, thinking, what? is going on in his little world Mm -hmm. like we all have something going on rather than just being like you're crazy get inside yeah yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah i mean i think about that for beckett um for there's not much known about like the cause of tourette's or where it comes from but one thing that the research suggests is that it um there's a a medium chance that you pass it on to your kids and it comes from the father. So, you know, I've, I've thought about that for, for Beckett and for our kids, you know, like wonder, you know, wonder what their life is going to be like. I wonder if they're going to have Tourette's and all of that. But, but yeah, I think being kind and then on a a practical way too, like how, how are, how are some ways that you can uh, turn, turn down the volume in your brain, you know, this week, next couple weeks, um, recognizing that, like Christina said, if you're living, if you're a human in the modern world right now, you are, your brain is overstimulated. It is. And, uh, and so what are some ways you can work in peace 
work in stillness and calm, whether that is going for a walk with no external input, like a music or an audiobook or a podcast or whatever, just, just go walk and just listen, just let your brain listen. Um, you know, or try a five minute meditation or lay in Savasana. There are, there are so many other benefits of laying in Savasana. It does all this cool stuff for your like blood pressure. It just means laying in complete stillness. Yeah. It's the, the practice that I talked about earlier, like where you just, you lay down and your the goal is to, to relax every fiber of your being into the floor, you know, and that is, I mean, that, that's like a game changer. I think everybody should do that a couple, like once a day, you know, something that I heard someone say that I think about literally every day in alignment with that is do one thing at a time. Mm, That's like a crazy, like, yes, it's, it's so hard. Usually you go for a walk, you're listening to a podcast, you're talking to a friend, you're looking at your phone, right? You're watching TV, you're doing this and that thought of do one thing at a time. Like if I'm outside playing with Beckett on the slide, just sit there and watch him. I don't need to take the trash out. I don't need to put music on. I don't need to respond to a friend. Do one thing at a time. And that, maybe that's helpful for you, but that's a helpful intention that I can set as a way to incorporate more stillness naturally into my life. It's just do that one thing at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Steven, thanks for sharing. I just like, I'm so grateful for you and your authenticity. And I honor the way you share in your story. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for loving me and for being my wife. And, uh, let's wrap up with whimsy and delight. Um, what are we whimsying and delighting in? Uh, this week this is a a little way that we end just because we all need a little bit of whimsy and delight in our life and it's good to reflect on the things that we're enjoying and to be intentional about that so um, what have you been enjoying and what is the best thing you've eaten lately okay I have two that I've been enjoying last week I had like five one is I got these new beeswax taper candles so every night one intention that we set before dinner is we light the dinner candle and it's kind of just a ritual of, okay, now we're all together. We're slowing down for the rest of the night. We're being present. So we have this little taper candle in the middle of the table and What's a taper candle? I was out. It is just a like tall, skinny candle, basically. Okay. It's like a, a stick, pillar candle, candle would be, yeah, it's like a stick. Candle. Pillar candles are like the bigger ones. I might be wrong on this, but I think that's true. Um, but <laughs> you, this you one, I always look for confident. ones that are like soy wax, cotton wicks, so that they don't exude any toxins. But this one's made of beeswax, but it's rolled beeswax. So it's a sheet of beeswax that's rolled up and it's really cool. It looks really cool and it melts really epically. So I'll link it below if you too need a beeswax taper candle. Um, comes in like a 12 pack. Becky was really interested in those, bent a few. <laughs> Luckily, it was wax. Um, and the other thing I've been enjoying lately is we got a fence installed we did. in our front yard. Um, it's a very long story that started back in January, so we won't talk about it. But um, basically, we wanted to make our front yard feel really safe for Beckett and Oakley to be able to just run out there whenever they want and play. And we don't have like a massive yard, but we have a yard in the front yeah. and it just hasn't felt like a, as usable yeah. for our house. Because well, sometimes cars drive by really fast. Sometimes there's stray dogs. Yep. And Stephen's food forest is actually in the front yard and we have this huge magnolia tree. So it's a really lovely place to be, but he hasn't felt like he could like garden out there with Beckett because Beckett could go into the street anyways. So we got a, what's the picket called? A Gothic picket. French Gothic. French Gothic. Yes. French French Gothic picket. And it's just so lovely. We want to stain it, but we can't stain it until the spring, apparently, because it has to dry out or something. Yeah, the wood has, like, it was treated with all this stuff, and it has to finish getting all that out. Anyways, for now, it's just lovely. So me and Beckett are out there every day. At night, he wants to play out there. 
Oakley can be out there. It's very fun. So that's my favorite. Best thing I've eaten lately is I have tried, I tried to like figure out a couple new dinners on rotation because we rotate like the same meals and I was feeling like we need some more variety. So I started making wet burritos, which sounds so gross, but they're so good. It's basically a burrito that you put enchilada sauce on top of. So it's like a burrito and then I stuff it with rice, brown rice, refried beans, pinto beans, and sauteed bell peppers and onions and garlic. And then I wrap it up in a tortilla. I heat it up and then I broil it so it's nice and crispy on the outside. And then I pour green enchilada sauce. So the kicker is the Siete brand green enchilada sauce. You pour it all over the top and then you eat it with a fork. Oh, and then you put vegan cream, vegan sour cream on top. It's delicious. Delicious. And that's the best thing I've eaten lately. Amazing. I can confirm that it is very delicious. I, I'm the, the beneficiary of, <laughs> of the And they take burrito. like 10 minutes to make. So cool. Very easy. So good. Yeah. All right, Steven, what have you been whimsying? What have you enjoyed eating? Yes. Uh, whimsy for me lately has been, uh, I, I totally agree with the fence. That's been so, so much fun. Um, and then I am planning to hike the Grand Canyon again this uh, November. Not as intensive a trip as last time. Uh, last time I hiked the entire thing and then came back. Um, this one I'm just going down to the river and then back out. But it's still a, a hefty trip, but it's been fun to you know, kind of think through like, okay, well, what, what gear do I need? What background? What's the weather like? And like, just do all that again. I really enjoy it. I really love, um, I really love backpacking. I, I haven't done, I've only done a handful of trips in the last year. Um, so I'd like to do more, but it's been fun getting ready for that, I'm doing it with my dad. So it's going to be a cool memory, but fun getting ready for that. Favorite thing I've eaten lately. Uh, we got, we like to have dried mangoes in the house. Beckett likes to have dried mangoes. Beckett likes to have dried mangoes in the house. And we usually get ours from Sprouts. We were like, well, let's get them from Costco because everything's you know, bigger and better and cheaper at Costco. So we got, they had dried mangoes at, at, um, at Costco that were, the bites were small or the chunks were a lot smaller and a much chewier to the point that Beckett couldn't chew them or even digest them we not to get, get graphic, this. but, uh, but <laughs> he, it was just a non-starter yeah, and, he it, didn't and like it was it. a big Costco bag. And he and like so, gagged on one. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I can't do these. And so it's like beef jerky. Yeah. They've, they're, they're really chewy. Uh, and so I've been eating them and I've been really enjoying them. <laughs> I've demolished the bag. Uh, Single-handedly. So you yeah. just demolished this it's, bag of mangoes. And it's just, I don't know why I love, like, it's just, uh, they're real. I've always loved I pulled mango. the bag out a couple of days ago and I was like, oh my gosh, is your jaw sore? Because I had seen he had gotten through so many. Next time y'all see me, I just have these big jaw muscles. I know. It's like, wow, mangoes. that's impressive. Mango jerky. Me and Beckett are like, that's too much work. Give me the soft ones. Yeah. 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 All right. That's it. Wrapping up. That's it. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, If you have any questions about Tourette's or anything like that, like I am a wide open book. I'd love to answer questions or if you know somebody I should talk to, you know, or, or you'd like to connect me with somebody who has Tourette's. um, We'd love to love to do that. And we're going to link a video below. Stephen yes. had the honor of being Soul Pancake, which is a media company. Yep. Actually reached out to Stephen and asked if they could do a story about him and his threats. And it's a really incredible, moving, heartfelt, like five minutes long. It's like, yeah, like five minutes. Yeah. And Just a little video. that was done, what, four years ago? Five, yeah, it was a few years ago. Years I think ago. like 2019 or something yeah. like that. Or 2018. It tells more of his story and it's just a really beautiful video. So we'll link that below. Yeah. Kind of talks about how specifically the music connection. So you get a little bit of the overview of Tourette's. Right. And then the music connection. It was a promo video for. For a movie, Welcome to Marwen. Yeah. Which had uh, 
Oh my gosh. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Thank you. I was going to say Michael. <laughs> I was like, that ain't right. Michael Scott. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. It's Steve Carell in it. And it was, it was like somebody who's gone through hard things and they wanted to find somebody who'd gone through hard stuff. And Steve so. Carell watched the video of Steven and he made Steven a little video. Yeah. I got Anyways, a message from Steve Carell. He got a personal message from Steve Carell. Steve Carell said, hey, Steven. I was like, whoa. No, didn't he say Steve? Did he no, call you Steve? No, he called me Steve. Oh, I thought it was Steven. No. Beckett just woke up. And Beckett just woke up. What there timing. There we go. All right. All right, y'all. Thanks. Support us for $5 a month. Help us pay for the expenses that come with the podcast and get some of our vaulted content. And uh, we're Write so grateful Write a review that you're if here. you want to. Yeah, leave us a review. Help other people find the podcast or share this episode with somebody that you know would enjoy it. So uh, love you all. And we are so grateful that you are listening. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time under the willow tree. Bye. Bye. Welcome, my dear, to the endless summer. Welcome, my dear.